whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great now that I see your face again. I know. It's been so long. I was telling Jessica in the green room dump, I didn't even realize we didn't have enough episodes to cover for yesterday. Because I left town, and somehow in my train wreck brain, I was like, we're set. <laughs> no. And you know what? We were very proactive. We've had the, dare I call it a luxury. I mean, it is and it isn't, right, folks? Right. To have been doing things from home. Home, yeah. But we really pushed hard. We were like, we're going to record we're three episodes it. in 24 it's hours. It. Yes. <laughs> and then... But you know what? Yesterday was a holiday anyway. People were busy. Yes. Last, right. But last week wasn't a holiday. It was a <laughs> holiday <laughs> week. Listen, what do you expect from us? We're Dana and Jessica. Nobody's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jessica, my how God. are you? I've been out of town. I've been traveling the world. Yes. <laughs> or at least the U.S. <laughs> how are you doing? I am good. You know, I will say it's I think we've been talking how it's been weird for us all to get used to at least those of us that live somewhere that really was shut down completely. Yes. yes. To be like, is it okay to do things again? Yeah. And I finally got to do some things again, which included going to my favorite dive bar in all of Los Angeles. Which is um the Frolic Room. Oh yes, yes. Have you ever been? Of course. It's okay. I, I got Real embarrassingly drunk there once and Dan kept him picked me up. And then I didn't go back because I was like, you got a history there. <laughs> but it's also a very uh, Hollywood nostalgic kind of place. It, it So you know what? That whole back wall, that's the one thing like once somebody had like rumored that it was going to be renovated. I'm like, then I'll never come here again because the whole wall. I mean, the place holds what? 30 people. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a Hirschfeld uh, mural, you know that famous yes. artist. Yes, uh, he did all the caricatures that were in Sardis. Yes, which my dad took me to when he took me to Broadway once in college. Oh, Just wow. to, oh god, my dad was there for business, and he got me like a ridiculous deal on a flight. And he's like, "What do you say you fly here tomorrow?" Like I flew to New York How for two days. Fun it was magical, and it was very touristy. But I'm sorry, in the best way for someone yes. who's never been to New York. Yes. He took me to my first Broadway show. Uh, we went to Sardi's. We went to Tavern on the Green. Oh, God. It was like a I movie. Think, I was going to say, like, that is such a uh, quintessentially uh, New York kind yes. of touristy experience. But it's, like, so fun. And uh, how amazing that you got to share it with your dad. I know. It was really, really sweet. I yeah. love that. I always tell him, I'm like, that trip is so special. And it was just us. Yes. And I said, I really, really love that. Aww. So not to digress, as right. we know, I'm great at doing. That's a, <laughs> it's a Hirschfeld mural. And also my dear friend, David Anders, who I'm sure people know, he was on Alias and Heroes and yeah. I Zombie. He's adorbs yeah. and 
he has a Hirschfeld. And I'm like, I remember when he got it because he's much younger than me. And I'm like, do you want, I was acting like his mother. I'm like, do you understand what a big deal this is? Because Hirschfeld, when he was alive, he drew the cast of Alias for something. And everyone in the cast got got one of those drawings. And he has it still. And I was like, I saw him recently and I had to remind him. I'm like, thank God you have that. He goes, what are you, a fool? He goes, I'm never getting rid of it. Get rid of that, yeah. (laughs) Better not. (laughs) And if you do, you need to donate it to Sardi's. Well, I got out a little bit too. The same thing, except nice. I was in Missouri. Yes. And so I will say there was an added element of fear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I've talked a lot about over the years how my home state mm-hmm. has changed in a lot of ways. I've been gone a long time. You know, I've been gone almost, well, I guess 21 years. Yeah. Almost 21. Same for um, me. You know, they do not care about mask mandates or COVID. And the first night I arrived in Missouri, the headline on all the news, national and local, was that Missouri was the number one in new COVID cases because of unvaccinated people. Now, we're not a political podcast, but I am going to say that's stupid. So, sorry. It just is stupid. (laughs) Like the rest of us are trying to eke our way out into society. Y'all have been partying it up this whole time and a bunch of yous dying. Mm-hmm. So whoop did you do? I hope that light trip was worth your life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've even talked it's about true. that just in general, the attitudes of people uh, publicly is hateful. They used, it used The Midwest used to be the nicest place in our country. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's. A lot of political rage, uh, religious rage, poverty rage. I think it's really taking a toll and it's very apparent. You know, Dan Tipton and I talk about just personally, even when we go back home, we get a lot of life in one big pie Mm -hmm. to the face, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and that is includes just the uh, my perception of my home state. It's changed and it's angry and it's hateful and it's selfish and people don't care about anyone but themselves and their guns and what they say is their religious beliefs. But even that's gotten angry. And I'm sorry, but the God I love and serve is not an angry God. Right. Um, so anyway, whatever. I just got on a huge soapbox. No, I think that's so poignant what you just said. And I can relate to that, too, when I've gone home over the years. None of my family is in Georgia anymore. But I remember when I would go home after being here for a while and not everyone, but there's obviously certain folk who start mm-hmm. rubbing you the wrong way. Maybe you start realizing or noticing things differently. Yeah. But people would always say, oh, yeah, you're such a snob now. Or, oh, we forgot California. California. Oh, Make yeah. all these comments. Like, I've changed as a person. I'm like, oh, you know I get what? that nonstop. I get that. I used to get it from family the worst, but I had to have a talk with them and say, mm-hmm. you're hurting my feelings. Yes. And they were like, oh, oh, sorry. You know, <laughs> but yes. definitely the general public, you know, I drove there. So mm-hmm. I even noticed people scowling at me in my car just because I had California plates. Yep. 100%. <laughs> When I would travel with one of my old bosses back in the day, who she grew up in Manhattan Beach, and she's awesome and super hip, but I'm like, girl, on a on your worst day, you scream California. I'm like, you look like you're friends with Gwen Stefani or something. I'm like, please, <laughs> please. 
no fancy bag, no uh-huh. Gucci sunglasses, <laughs> none, of, none of your cute, like, bedazzled punk debutante tank tops. I'm right. looking at you, Michelle. Uh, because I said, people are going to know that we're not from here, and I need them to think that we're from here while we're traveling in the backwoods looking for antiques. Yes. For the showrooms that we're working for. Yeah, totally. But it's true. And, yeah, it's sad because... I also miss and love the sweetness and the kindness and the hospitality. Oh, and, yes. And that still exists. That I grew up with. Yes. Yeah. It still exists. But it yes, exists people. within my immediate family still. Mm-hmm. I see it. But like mm-hmm. you take a trip to Walmart, you best have your fists up. I mean, okay. you're going to get some dirty looks. You're going to get some hatefulness yes. for no reason. Like right. you, you don't even, I, I didn't, a lot of times I didn't do anything to yes. provoke course you didn't you know it's just like whoa but the trip was also lovely i got to see um my friends in st louis some of them i've talked about them before my friend katie was out of town but erica was there and we hung out with her and her husband jp that was our first like car trip trip out Mm -hmm. and it was after 9 30 when all the babies were asleep Mm -hmm. uh and that was fun to just like be a human with friends again it felt surreal. I'm telling you, yes. you just did it and I just did it for the first time. And I was yeah. like, is this a dream? Well, and also, also we had like Henry saying, do I have to wear my mask and dealing with that? Like mm-hmm. just looking how it's going to affect my child in the future. It, he's nervous yeah. to go without a mask because he's done yeah. it for so long of, of his little life, you know? Yes. So I just let him wear a mask whenever he wants to. Sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. Now, back here in California, we don't go out without a mask unless Mm -hmm. we're in a private household, you know, and I'm fine with it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, this trip, there was also some really, really beautiful memories made with family. And Mm. um, real quick before we move on, I know we're trying to keep on schedule today so we don't have a five hour episode. (laughs) Uh, But I did have an experience that I will just put out there and I'll say how I felt. And I welcome people to respond to this. I would like to know people's thoughts about this um, because it's, I'm going to get controversial, Mm y'all. On my way to Missouri, we had driven about 14 hours and decided, okay, this is where we're going to take a break, (sighs) get a hotel room. It was Mm -hmm. like 12 at night, Mm -hmm. um, sleep and then get up and finish the rest of the trip. We got there and we had called ahead to make sure they that we definitely had a pet friendly room. We know we're rolling in late, just letting you know everything seemed great, right? Mm-hmm. We get there, there's no parking in the hotel parking lot except for two spots, which are taken up by a recycle bin on wheels. And one one of the spots, it was only in the in the spot like five or six inches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now Dana would have just got out and moved that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan Tipton is very by the books, kind, appropriate. So he said, nah, let's just go check in. I'll ask her about it. She may have, you know, another, she may just want us to park up here for the morning or till the morning since mm-hmm. we're leaving early-ish, you know, whatever. Yeah. So he goes to talk to her. It did not go well. That woman was very not happy with him for being aggravated that we paid hundreds of dollars to stay at a hotel where we couldn't park and were told to park on the side of the street no. with everything we owned yeah. in the car. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't want to leave it in the car because they're not responsible for it, then we had to haul everything we owned down the street to the nope. hotel and nope. up to the fifth floor. Nope. So anyway, he said, I will admit 
I got snarky at her. When I walked out, I said, then what did I pay for? And she said, what did you say to me? And he said, I said, then what did I pay for? And then he left. Well, and that- by the way, I'm just going to tell for the people that don't know Dan Tipton personally, and I know the listeners that do will attest to this. That man probably didn't say it with any venom or raised octave no, in his voice. He He's a and, gentleman. Yes. And I will, I will get to that. Believe me. So he goes, listen, here's the thing. She's not going to move it. She kept telling me the janitorial staff won't allow it. And he said, I asked her why three times. I said, that's fine. I just want to know why. Mm-hmm. And she said, it doesn't matter why they won't allow it. And so anyway, she followed us to the back of the parking lot. He said, I'm going to let you guys out at the door. Obviously, it's midnight and we have things to carry inside with a nine-year-old. And he said, I'll let you out at the door here. I'll go park and I'll bring more stuff up, right? Because that's just who he is. He's wonderful. I wouldn't do that in a million years. I'd be like, we're going to keep driving until we find a hotel with parking, right? <laughs> so she's waiting out there at the door for us when we pull out and she comes out with her phone and we realized later, I think she was recording us, which fine. So we didn't, it we're so old. We didn't think to do that. You know? (laughs) So anyway, he says to her and I'm in the car, he says, Hey, listen, I'm just unloading my family. I'll move my car as soon as we, I get them up to the room, you know? Mm -hmm. And she didn't say a word back. And at this point she's now behind our car, Jessica, like not even mm-hmm. acting like a normal human being mm-hmm. behind our car. And he said, I'm sorry, I'm unloading my family. I will move my car as soon as we're done. Okay. All right. Still doesn't respond and is typing on her phone and holding it up towards him. So he said, did you hear me? I'm just going to drop them off. And she goes, she throws her hands up in the air as if someone was trying to hit her. <laughs> And she goes, we're not even near her, by the way. Okay. (laughs) We're nowhere. We're not even 12 feet from her. Okay. And she goes, stop yelling. Stop the yelling. And Dan Tipton and I looked at each other. And Dan later said, I feel like I was in the twilight zone. I said, I did too. I go, nobody's (laughs) yelling at you, lady. That's what I said. I go, nobody's yelling at you, lady. And she goes, you weren't in that lobby with he and I. And I looked at her and you know me, the fastest way to make me mad is to be rude to Dan Tipton. He is Mm -hmm. one of the nicest men on the planet. And even though I'm mean to him sometimes, you sure as fuck better not be. Okay. (laughs) For real though. I was out and I go, let me tell you something, lady. I've been married to that man for 20 years almost. He's not a yeller. I am. And I pointed at myself. I go, he didn't yell at you. I guarantee you that. And he goes, I didn't. I didn't curse at her. I didn't raise my voice. Nothing. She goes, you guys better stop yelling. So I just was tired. And I go, listen, ma'am, you've lost it tonight. I don't know what happened, but you're crazy. And I go, this is the third time I've asked you to stop speaking to my family. We're just getting out of the car. Stop talking. Stop talking. You're crazy and we just want to go to bed and you just need to do your job. I said, I don't know why you're away from your desk. I said, the damage is done. I'm already going to file a complaint against you. There's no coming back. (laughs) I said, it's a done deal. You are getting a complaint filed against you. So you go back inside and enjoy the rest of your knife. Let my family get some sleep and try and fix whatever happened because you're crazy. 
Oh. <laughs> well, that infuriated her. And she pointed at me and said to my husband, if that woman doesn't stop telling me how to do my job, I'm going to call security. And I go, please call security. I'd love to have another person to complain to about you. Oh, my God. I love 1230 a.m. Knock, knock, knock on my hotel room door. We open the door. It is probably a six foot four man in full tactical gear, taser, gun, walkie talkie, handcuffs. I mean, to the point that Dan told the manager the next day, I have G.I. Joe's with less from from my childhood with less tactical gear. Stop it. Okay. So he, I said, I go, thank you for coming. I'm assuming she called you. I said, I actually asked her to. He put his hand in the air with his fingers bent down to his palm and shushed me like a dirty little mouse with his fingers shushed no, away. No, man. And I immediately went, you're a misogynist. I'm going to give you exactly what you're looking for. Because I knew at that moment he doesn't respect women. He does not going to hear a word I say. Nope. And so I'm going to make myself, I'm going to play the crazy version of good cop, bad cop. I'm going to give you exactly what you expected from this crazy white woman. And then you can deal with my husband and he'll be nicer and you'll be nice to him because at least you don't have to deal with me. Right. So I, I'm an actress, y'all. I'm messed up in my head. I can cry like that. So I go, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand what's happening. Start crying. And I go, my family, we just have to get my dad to surgery in the morning. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> Close the door instantly. Literally stop. dying. Look at my son and go, Mommy's fine. Just go brush your teeth, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I'm standing at the door listening, and Dan's very calm. The guy's listening to him, and he goes, You know, obviously, she said there was a problem, and Dan told her, told him exactly what happened. And then he said, Well, sir, the reason I'm here is she mentioned you may have thrown out something about her being Mexican. Jessica, what? I flung that door open so fast it hit the wall, and I go, She is a bold faced liar. I said, My husband's married to someone of Mexican descent. You stand here and tell me that that man would disparage his own wife and child in front of their face and tell me you think he's a racist. I said, Baloney. I said, she's a liar. No one cursed at her. No one yelled at her. And she could have put my family in danger by lying about racial stuff when our society is already in turmoil over that. She is a liar and a danger and also a racist because she looked at me and went, that white, red-haired girl is no way going to be a Mexican. And she felt comfortable saying that my family would disparage Mexican descent. Baloney. She's a liar and a danger. No, ma'am. Not only that, Jessica, not only that, Jessica, when I closed that door, my child said to me, that woman said, my daddy doesn't like Mexicans. He knows his family is Mexican. He knows his grandma is Mexican. Mm -hmm. He knows his great grandma is full blood. Mm -hmm. I had to have a discussion with my son about, no, daddy would never say anything about another person's heritage, especially Mexican. (laughs) And, the, and it upset me so much because, Jessica, I did experience that as a child. And it was true. My, gracious, my racist grandpa for many years despised me because he called us inward children. 
No. Do you know you know what I mean? The N-word. Yes, yes. And I know what that feels like as a child to feel like someone in your family will not accept you because of your heritage. And I don't even look my heritage, but my mama did. So she put my child through trauma. This is now awful. racism is a systemic problem in our society. But I'll tell mm-hmm. you, I feel like I experienced it and I look white from yes. someone of my own heritage. You oppressed your own people, lady, because you had a bad night at work. <sighs> Am I wrong? This is why no. I'm saying I'm opening up the floor to hear what people have to say because I was so blown away by that entire ordeal. Like it would have been insane if nothing about that had ever even been mentioned, right? But then for it to get thrown out there, like my husband <laughs> couldn't be any less racist. Like he tries his best to be a good human mm-hmm. and a- accepting human being of all mm-hmm. cultures. We live in California. We're a melting pot. Yep. You know, he is married to a woman whose grandmother is named Neva Chapa and is full-blown Mexican. Yeah. With Hispanic he would descent. Never say that. Of I, course not. Ever. Of course not. So did they anyway. Close did they have a capture, like a video or well, whatever? Well, the, the security guard then said, you know, there's video and recording of the lobby. And Dan said, I welcome you to watch it. Please watch it. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, if I don't see anything, you won't hear from me at the rest of the night. And Dan said, then I'll never see you again because it's not there. And he said, and I also would encourage you. My wife and I do believe that she may have been recording us out back. Please get that footage from her uh-huh. phone. You will see the worst thing that happened is that my wife told her she was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So anyway, it was just so disconcerting. I was trying to get to my father to make sure he got to surgery. Like we were exhausted. It was traumatizing for my child. I just, I was like, you know, I have fought really hard during Black Lives Matter to educate myself. And, you know, with all the problems with the Asian community and hatred towards them, I really have tried to educate myself and I am not perfect. And I think there's probably more I can do, but I've been trying to learn what those things are. And then to have that turned around on me and me be accused of and my husband be accused of being a racist when that was not even on the table. That That's, wasn't what the situation was about at all. It was about us parking at a hotel we paid for hundreds of, of dollars, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it's unacceptable. I it's- mean, Absolutely. Everything. And that's why I'm just going to leave it on the table, because if there's a lesson that I need to learn here, please, people, I'm telling you, we have corrections corner. I'm well, I want to be Mm -hmm. a better person. But this situation was so off the charts insane to me Mm -hmm. that I was like, I don't even know how to handle this. And then when we we waited an hour to speak to the manager, Dan Tipton did the next morning. She already knew something had happened. And he said, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I've never done this before in my life, but I actually feel the need to contact corporate. Yeah, And she goes, I mean, please don't. You can, but all they'll do is tell you to call me or tell me to call you again and you and I will be talking again. And I told him, I said, maybe she needs to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. This is a major problem. Yeah. She was like, we've had massive turnover because of COVID, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I bet. And I'm really sorry. We're all going through it. Believe me. <laughs> right. But you can't keep someone employed that's going to incite no. racial incident over nothing. A three-person family with a nine-year-old? Like, you could have picked on a trucker and gotten better drama than you got from crazy lady just saying, you've lost it. Go do your job. (laughs) I agree. And it's like, 
You're not supposed to leave that desk, lady. I know. I worked at a hotel for three years. What are you doing? You've you've God, you worked at a hotel. Yes. Ugh, insanity. Anyway, I feel <laughs> okay, like really that's, quick. That's I'm the sorry. rant. That's my gonna... rant. I'm so sorry you had given me a rant, and it's great. No, we will definitely do it next we have week. Have it for it's next week. A, okay, it's from a listener, and it's so up my alley. It's a great rant, and I'm sorry, but I really felt like I had to get that out before I. Well, I was going to say before I forgot. I ain't going to forget that ever. <laughs> no, I actually love this because I knew some of this story and I was like, that would be a great rant. Then I was like, I don't want to uh, suggest that. Maybe that's like uh, well, not a good a idea. Subject, And, you know, I will say right off the bat, Real. If, I have, if I have offended anyone by my view on it or how I handled it, I'm sorry. And feel free to tell me I d- always want to progress in life and become a better person. But that situation is not even something I think I would have ever dreamed up. Right. And so I'm just putting it out there. I want to see how people feel. And also, if you think there's a better way I should have responded or something I could do in regards to the hotel management, you know, corp- on a corporate level, let us know, please. I want this mm-hmm. to be an open dialogue because this is a major problem. And guess what? I'm probably safer because I look real, real white, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that even that made me feel unsafe for my family. Totally. Because no. what if there had been an angry trucker around that was like, you don't talk about people like that and just believed her and took her at her word. Yep. Because it does happen so much. I get that. Of but that's course. also the reason you can't make that shit up. That's exactly. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jessica. That's my well, Why are you sorry? Don't you dare be sorry. Okay, well, mine is also dealing with people. I mean, most of our brands are people-related, right? Right. Because People inside, can be real jerks. Yeah, because deep down inside, I guess we hate people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually happened again last night, which is just adds fuel to the fire, makes it even funnier. So my rant today is people choosing to sit right next to you, and I mean directly freaking next to you when there is room and plenty of it everywhere else. It happens okay? all the time. It happened pre COVID and it made me mad post COVID. <laughs> it would make me feel like an insane person. It makes me even more angry now. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like you should have learned just a basic level of decency. Just even based off. off. Yes. Just based off of even COVID jokes of like, yes. the fu- like the mask yes. you got me. That is so beautiful. But if you get up close, it says back the fuck off. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, when there's a plethora of seating and a stranger plops down right next to you. So I was recently again in San Diego and I had time in between work. Like I had a, a several hour break and it was so beautiful i was in la jolla again and i'm like i'm gonna walk there's this insanely beautiful mall of stores that i could never afford to buy anything in i'm like i'm just gonna go do a little window shopping and i literally mean walk by their windows okay people yeah yeah so there was this amazing coffee shop and i was like i'm gonna get a cup of coffee in this beautiful courtyard and they have it set up with like little areas of tables and chairs and fire pits, one's around a fountain, one's around a beautiful bed of flowers. I mean, the one thing the place was not lacking was places to sit and to have very socially distanced areas, right? But it was just lovely. Like, they're never going to change it. It's gorgeous. I am sitting on what I'm telling you had to easily be a minimum of a 14-foot diameter circular bench that's around like a huge tree 
planted with flowers. Yeah. I'm the only one. Right. No one's sitting there. Every other seating area in the area is completely empty with the exception of two women also having coffee far away from me. Yeah. I sit down and a man comes and sits literally right next to me. And he's yeah. on his phone and he's loud. No, so I am that literally... is triple unacceptable. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't triple. even like looking at my phone. I was like, I'm just going to kind of observe and people watch and enjoy my coffee, which is very awkward and uncomfortable for me. But I was trying to just be in the moment. Okay. <laughs> and my moment <laughs> was listening to his freaking phone conversation. And I finally clued in. Um, whoever he was with, and I'm assuming it was his wife, was looking for him. And he was lying and pretending like he was wandering around looking for her. He just sat down and set up shop with his telephone Shut up. next to me. Yes. It was so weird. He'd be like, well, I was just in there. I didn't see you. I'm like, oh my I want I finally God. wanted to yell. No, he wasn't. He's sitting right here. He's lying to you. <laughs> so to bring this full circle, because it really it really made me insane. And I have a friend who I know it makes her furious. It seems to always happen when we back when we'd go to the movies, right? Always. I'm like, there's 300 seats and we're here why did they have to sit right next to yes. us it always happens so it happened yesterday mm -hmm. we went to the hollywood bowl that was another amazing thing haven't been in two years no one has I'm so jealous but it was cool <sighs> in the gang right yes yeah it was very fun but i will have a little added rant uh they ended at 9 30 okay shortest what? concert i've ever been to and i was not very pleased about that <laughs> yeah no they're supposed to i thought they're allowed to go to 10 sometimes 10 30. thank you it was over like pull the needle on the record at 9 28. oh yes i was not happy about that i was very disappointed but if you get there really early and we got there really early, there's a parking lot across the street with tons mm -hmm. of picnic tables. So everybody, you know, you can like tailgate and picnic, but you don't have to be sitting in the back of your car. It's like mm -hmm. lovely. People are cool. Like I lent someone my bottle opener, like everyone's right. chill and friendly. So we're sitting there and we were there for quite a while. It was my birthday. So it was just like a small group of us and we were just kind of chilling out and I think the tables in front of us kind of turned over two or three times where people sat down, ate quickly, and then jammed on. Sure. Well, a half an hour before we got up to walk into the bowl, this large group came and sat down at our picnic table. And there was so many empty tables. I can't explain to you. Like, we literally, like, one of my friends started laughing. We were like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. They sat right next to like touching one of my friends that's no. how close and again no. just in our immediate vicinity there was three empty co uh coffee tables uh picnic tables not to mention the entire huge area way far away from us that would have brought them closer to the venue i can't well, I, don't, I don't understand like i don't want to <sighs> neither be close do i to strangers i don't want to sit next to strangers no. same I would, it would never cross my mind to I be agree. like oh i'm gonna put my body against a stranger and set my <laughs> I... family up here like i wouldn't even want my family near strangers <laughs> i know i know 
gets out of control, rant over. But you know what? I don't think any of our listeners would ever do that. But I'd like to know what you would do if somebody came and saddled up to you. We're not at a uh, a restaurant for wing night and you know it's family style and you better get ready to bump elbows with someone. Right? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Especially post-COVID. Post-COVID yes. makes it even more, you gotta be more on alert about being considerate of others in my opinion. hundred, hundred. I don't always want, there's times there's times that I'm in a situation where it's like considered acceptable, although the CDC and who are now saying, even if you're vaccinated, it might be better to wear your mask because of this variant's getting out of control. I guess that's personal choice. If my personal choice is I'm going to wear my mask. But sometimes right. I do it to make others feel comfortable. Like when I was traveling, um, when we got back, we saw somebody pretty quickly after that. And I said, oh, you know what it was? Yes. I went to my hair, my hair appointment. And she said, oh, you don't have to wear your mask in here anymore if you don't want to. And I said, you know what? I don't love wearing my mask. Believe me. I said, but I just traveled. And to make you feel more comfortable, because I know you know I traveled, I'm just going to keep it on if that's all right. And she was mm -hmm. like, you are so kind. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that right. before. How no, that is I awesome. felt about it. And I was totally. like, are you joking? Like these people are coming into your space, you're giving them service and no one's asked you how you feel on a health issue. Like that to me Sadly is insane. doesn't surprise me. I know. It's so crazy. So anyway, yeah. I, I'm willing to do that to make other people feel comfortable. It's not mm -hmm. Just about me. But we've talked about that at nauseum. Our whole country is, if it doesn't hurt me, I don't care. Right? <laughs> no, it's cuckoo. Yes, Jessica. First of all, I just want to say I'm sorry that people are getting in on your space. I don't think it's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when uh, I see you next, when I see you next, I'm going to give you all the space you need. I'll shout from across the yard if I have to. <laughs> uh, I think we both need a cleansing breath. I, again, apologize. I had a wonderful rant from a listener about animals and spaying and neutering and i we will definitely get to that because it's so absolutely what you know yes. we stand for but anyway apologies mm -hmm. for getting off on that on not that at all um we should just maybe let people know that dumb dana didn't get her antidepressant filled before she left town and now there's an issue and we all know from december that that's not good for dana that's <laughs> Not, <laughs> but I'm getting it fixed. It's fine. I'm home. Yay. Getting it fixed. All right, let's yay, take a big, yay, deep yay. cleansing breath. We like to get out all our issues and our troubles and our rants. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're a big deal and sometimes they're not, but it yeah. still deserves a cleansing breath. We take a deep breath, blow out all the negative, and we're going to fill up with some goodness. That's Are you ready, right. Jess? I am. Okay, here we go. Deep breath in. And. Uh, <sighs> I don't Great. know how it's possible that every time I do that, it feels so good. And then I turn around and don't do it like six times a day. Every day. I know. I know. I only do it when we're together doing the show. I know. Which is dumb because it feels great. That's why I never think it's weird when I see a reminder or something that just says breathe. Because how many times are you holding, holding your, your breath, breath without realizing that you're holding your breath? You, you know, know what, Jessica? I'm going to make a commitment to you. I'm going to do a cleansing breath once a day, at okay. least 
for this entire week until I can get my medicine. <laughs> okay. Do it. And you can play Faith Hill in the background. Just breathe. Okay, fine. Was that her, by the way? <laughs> I do not know. You know, I I'm know. not most country savvy, but I feel like I know. Um, she did have one song about kissing. This kiss, this kiss. I do not like that Your song. Your face just crumpled. Oh, God. I did think of you today for two reasons. I'm not going to get off topic because we have like five minutes each to get cracking. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's yeah. fine. I'm also pushing my rave and I'm going to do something shorter and different. Um, <gasps> no. Yes, it's fine. Um, this morning, Trisha Yearwood sang She's in Love with a Boy or The Boy, whatever that song is. It was a 30 year anniversary. I oh, do okay. love Trisha Yearwood. I do too, yeah. And I really thought of you today. I meant to send you a message to see if you're okay, but Blake and Gwen tied the knot this weekend. What? How did <laughs> I not know? I, I think they probably did it in secret at their compound ranch in Oklahoma. But I was I, probably there. I was in Oklahoma. Yes. I think that's why they kept it under wraps. Because I was there? <laughs> they were concerned that you might <laughs> show up. Does anyone uh, object to this? Yes, I do. Not because you don't deserve each other, but just because I, I'm not sure which one of you I want to marry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Uh, hilarious. I like that. I mean, I'm sad, mm, but I like it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jessica, I'm excited because I have something we like to call a weirdo of the week. You're weird. You're so very weird. Why must you bring your weirdness here? Oh, I miss your weird. Oh, I miss it. <laughs> okay, this is from NPR, so real legit, guys. Mm -hmm. Much different than the usual <laughs> news sources. The Sun, <laughs> the sun or oddities.com. <laughs> Oh this God. is actually heard on all things considered, so it's very reputable. Ooh. Well, here we go. You're not going to think that when I read the headline, but here we go. Welcome to Froggy Land, the Croatian taxidermy museum that may soon come to the U.S. Woohoo! What? There's a lot of hype surrounding Froggy Land, the brochure for the museum located outside the walls of Split's ancient palace built for the 4th century Roman emperor Diocletian declares, Froggy Land and first love will never be forgotten. That all sounds like garbage words to me. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Oh On the travel God. website, TripAdvisor, also reputable, mm -hmm. <laughs> Froggy Land has 644 reviews, six times more than the local fine art museum, oh and God. twice that of the city's world-renowned archaeological museum. It hmm. even outperforms the Game of Thrones museum. What? That parts of the series were filmed nearby, and they have a museum, and Froggy Amazing. Land is even more popular than that. Most of the reviews have five stars, like this one. Froggy-tastic, three exclamation points. Probably mm. the best stuff frog museum I've ever visited. I would be willing to bet the only stuffed frog museum, but you know what? Who am I? I don't know. <laughs> the sounds of a lily pad pond piped through outdoor speakers greet visitors. Inside, it's quiet because the 507 frogs on display have been dead for more than a century. What? But they look very much alive, thanks to the work of 
Ferencmir, a mustachioed Hungarian taxidermist who lived from 1878 to 1947 and spent 10 years of his life catching frogs, killing them and stuffing them before arranging them into a variety of exhibits that have showed them living out human lives. Somehow his frogs ended up in what's now Serbia from where they eventually made their way to their permanent home and split along Croatia's Adriatic coast where they've been examined by thousands of curiosity seekers. Taxidermy was all the rage in the early 20th century. I kind of feel like it's made a comeback too. Yeah. There's a lot of people really into it. My friend Laura taxidermy does mm-hmm. squirrel. She did, took a class. And then our friend Ooh. David Iserson's wife is like one of the most renowned Hollywood taxidermists. I knew that she did that because she went to a class with our friend Irene, but I don't remember. Oh, she's I mean, I didn't know that she like cute. blew up with that. She's oh, that's one of cool. the, she's one of the most sought after in Hollywood right now. Really? Yeah. She's like, way pro wow yeah anyway i don't have anything i'm that good at (laughs) they were a popular way to exhibit the evolving science of art and art of this practice he arranged his frogs into 21 dioramas good lord capturing typical human scenes from a century ago that's actually fascinating Mm -hmm. a classroom with a froggy teacher trying to restore order among the bunch of naughty frogs Mm -hmm. i mean they are actually really cute i'm looking Mm -hmm. at pictures a couple of them hitting each other with rulers, one balancing a miniature pencil on his miniature froggy nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> Another exhibit has a couple of dozen frogs ballroom dancing to the music of an amphibian band while several others smoke, drink, and play billiards. All of this was too much for one TripAdvisor reviewer who punished the museum with a single-star review titled Disgusting Display of Animal Cruelty. Yes, let's kill thousands of frogs for art and ask people, did you have fun at the end of it? You can go if you have no soul. Oh, that's a harsh review. <laughs> Most of the museum's worst reviews echo this one, and froggy landowner Ivan Medezik typically takes the time to write back. He explains that his museum displays taxidermy, which was popular a century ago when these frogs were stuffed. And if you're against cruelty to animals, he asks, why would you bother visiting? <laughs> Oh, my God. After my own visit to Froggyland, I meet Medvezek, who goes by the nickname Boss Itzo. The burly, somber-looking businessman seems a little worn out by Froggyland, possibly because it was foisted on him by his parents. <laughs> Fifty years ago, someone left these frogs behind in an attic in Serbia, and my parents bought them, he says with a frown. Oh my At God. first, they had a little traveling museum, and then they opened this. Years later, Froggyland was passed down to him. His disposition brightens when he shows me how none of the frogs have incisions. It's an expert level of taxidermy requiring removal of the innards from the frogs' mouths before carefully replacing them with cork and sawdust to help preserve the corpses. No. Wow. He says people who most appreciate Froggy Land are American and British tourists. Croatians aren't really into it, he says. <laughs> the locals don't like my museum. They'd rather eat frogs than see them in a museum. Well, that's equally as horrible. Uh my God. <laughs> Ticket sales were soaring before the pandemic. He had 50,000 visitors in 2019, a record year. Um, but the pandemic has caused numbers to plummet, of course. And that's why he will not pass down Froggyland to the next generation. It's no longer profitable, he says, and investors in America really want to buy it. Of course they do. He won't disclose who's buying Froggyland, but he hopes the museum will continue to inspire. 
Um, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes a mirror of society works best to contemplate and understand your own life existence and purpose in life, he writes. Froggy Land is exactly that mirror. Um, for now, he's happy that Froggy Land is bound for the U.S., where he believes people will fully appreciate it. He's like, they're crazy enough. They'll like it. He's not wrong, but I feel like probably like Leonardo DiCaprio is buying it and going to hide it in a basement so nobody can look <laughs> at it. I mean, I am totally made that up off the top of my head. And that was just a random name that apparently lives there. I, I just don't, I, I'm curious. I don't know if I think some weirdo is going to have it as their own private family collection and we don't get to see it. <laughs> Anyway, that would that would really not surprise me with some of the creep show collectibles that the rich and famous have. Well, you know, there's a huge I've watched, obviously, documentaries about like John uh, Wayne Gacy's art. Correct. Murder. Murderabilia is a yeah. huge, huge market. And I don't me, like I it. don't like it. I mean, I watch the shows and stuff. I'm no better than anybody else, but I don't like even if they're not making profit off of it. You know, Correct. oftentimes it'll go to charity or something. But I'm like, mm, I feel like we just need to kind of let these people move on. Yeah. We got enough baddies in the world right now. We uh, don't need to commemorate okay. all the rest of them. <laughs> what you got? What you all got, right. Jessica? So this is a uh, what the what corner? Or, oh, what? or oh, wow. All of the oh, above. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. This is a fascinating site called Atlas Obscura. I follow them on Instagram. I, think. I love them. Yes. I know it has like, it's just a wonder of things. It's a, a feast for your eyes. Yeah. So this is amazing. This is a guy in Guatemala, Chef David Garcia, who is making incredible pizzas on the lava from a volcano that erupted in his hometown. Whoa. The earthquake had already woken up David Garcia Mencia, a Guatemalan cook, when he saw the balls of fire flying over his house. It was the night of May 27, 2010, and the Pacaya volcano was having its biggest explosion in recent years. So I'm already fascinated because yes. this is something that I guess keeps erupting in the area. Oof. When Garcia saw the burning fl rocks flying, he did what any reasonable person would do, look for the keys of his car and with the volcanoes roaring, flooding the landscape, he talked to a couple of friends and decided to pick them up. Then he did what any reason unreasonable person would do. He drove directly towards the volcano. <sighs> I don't know why. As they approached the erupting mountain, the sky lit up a fiery red. He stopped the car less than a mile away from the volcano, and he said the first thing you feel is the intense heat like you're walking into a sauna, and the noise is like a seven-engine plane, absolutely deafening. He wasn't scared. Right there, he says, is when he decided that he would never move away from the 16,000-person town of San Vicente Pacaya, one of the 21 small villages that sit on the slopes of one of the most active volcanoes in Guatemala. Wow. Ten years later, he has not only stayed, but he has fused his life with the volcano. The 34-year-old accountant and chef has become the first to bake pizzas on the smoking lava. His unconventional restaurant, Pizza Pacaya, employs two other people, and it's located on any corner of the Pacaya hot enough to bake pizzas. Um, I'm going to post pictures of these. These pizzas look so damn good. And he's throwing them into what looks like cast iron skillets. Mm -hmm. But I'm amazed at the ingenuity of a guy making pizza from the fire of lava that is still yes! flowing. It's 
fascinating. It sits on top of it. It doesn't go into an oven. It's really, really remarkable. That's insane. Um. So anyways, I just got really excited about that. We know That's how much so cool. I love anything food related and this yes. really knocked my socks off for a millisecond i thought you were gonna say we know how much i love volcanoes and i was gonna have to be like actually i didn't know that i'm sorry like, maybe i should have but i didn't <laughs> oh my god hilarious i love that okay jessica are you ready for our favorite part the raves yes I know it's not Kate's favorite part, but she's not listening by now anyway. Um, also, big shout out, by the way, while I was gone, you and our little friend Kate and Kira all made sure that my home was running and safe. And I can't thank oh, you enough. It was nothing. It was a pleasure. Um, it did not prevent my animals from being furious with me. Cutter did come out to say hi, and I was shocked. Yeah, she like, was very shocked. lonely. She was very lonely. They were all, both Ollie and Cutter were very lonely and angry and proceeded to poop on my bed. Somebody peed on my bed after you guys were all gone. It's like, not okay. It's not okay, their behavior. It's, it's crazy that I still love them. <laughs> also, why did it happen like the day that you were coming the back? The day I was because coming there. Everything was yeah. fine. It's like, oh, Ollie's like a little gorilla. So yeah, there was some food on the floor. Big deal. Swept yeah. it up, like dried. There no. really wasn't anything crazy. They knew when you guys weren't coming back, they were like, we have this window. We're going to destroy their lives before yep. they get back. So they never leave again. And they did. And they did. They really did. They oh destroyed God. a lot of things and punished us. And I got the message loud and clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm really excited about this rant. You sent me pictures. I want to be able to read this. Okay. Here we go. Hi, ladies. This is from a listener, obviously. I have a rave. I recently started working for a nonprofit called Smile Train which their handle on Instagram is at smile train, pretty simple, which works to provide cleft care to children worldwide by training health professionals in several countries. This goes a step beyond other organizations that may send us or UK teams to complete a surgery. I have heard of that. Definitely. I don't know. This is a new, new kind of way of doing it. The training provided through smile train could be for speech therapy, research, dentistry, or surgery. We fundraise to provide 100% free care to patients and who have recently have more creative in this and recently have gotten more creative in this. Sorry, my tongue's crazy. It's okay. Uh, one way is to use TrueHeart as your search engine, which gives proceeds from search add revenue to multiple organizations, including Smile Train. So I would assume that's something like you can use Smile on Amazon, correct? Maybe. Probably. Something like that, where like if you're using Amazon, you can go through the um, one of the mm -hmm. Smile mm -hmm. charities and they get a kickback. It's something similar to that, I would imagine. Smile Train, uh, let's see. Another is to have a yoga for Smile session, which is simply a yoga class during which the proceeds go towards Smile Train. Yoga for Smiles can be hosted by anyone. That's what I think is so cool. Mm -hmm. They can be hosted by anyone and they can choose to charge a fee or just accept donations. This is especially important to me because yoga has been such a big part of my mental health care and Smile Train is working to provide accessible mental, 
sorry, the picture cut off. I gotta go. Smile Train is working to provide accessible mental and social health services for children and adolescents with cleft. Having a cleft can have an impact on a person's mental health. And I love that our organization is using a common healing technique to help others with their health. Yeah, it's like help on top of help on top of help, mm-hmm. which I think is incredible. I love, I'm going to their website. Please check them out. It's smiletrain.org. Uh, Yoga for Smiles is right on the on the front page. Mm-hmm. You can get started. You can donate. They tell you how to participate. You can invite others. Um, find a financial or product sponsor in exchange for co-branding opportunities. I mean, mm-hmm. use your own social media. There's so many levels of way that you can help. I don't know if people, you know, a lot of people have maybe never had experience with someone who had a cleft palate issue, but it's not. Some people, I think, believe that it's just, what's the word I'm looking for, about looks. Right. What's the word for that about uh, aesthetics? Aesthetic, and that is absolutely not the case. There right. are a lot of medical issues that yes. are just horrible for them mm-hmm. that need to be fixed and can be. We're so lucky; yep. it, we can help them. So, anyway, this is a way to help out with that. I, how amazing! Of course, it does not surprise me that one of our listeners is working for this with this organization. Right. Um. Anyway, again, that's Smile Train. On Instagram, you can find them at Smile Train, or you can go to their website, smiletrain.org. There's so many ways you can donate, you can help, you can do your own yoga sessions and accept donations or charge Mm -hmm. a fee. It's just incredible. Check them out. It really is. Um, There's all kinds, there's even things you can participate in, you know. I wonder, they probably have, I haven't dug this deep, but I would imagine they have some Zoom options because I'm Mm -hmm. looking at the mandala galactic yoga which is in mexico oh wow yeah coming up and you know i would imagine that their dharma rabbit is happening in mexico i would imagine Mm -hmm. that there might be some some uh, internet related uh, ways of participating in some of these things as well and if not you could be the one to start it a-o exactly um i love it it helps a lot of people and if you don't have a lot of knowledge about what cleft can do to a person's life just just google it real quick you might be shocked you might be shocked it's it's hard okay guys our second rave for today uh happens to be from that coffee shop where i tried to enjoy my latte but the man wanted to sit on my lap that man sat on your lap yes (laughs) so i've never you know i love coffee i mean i live for coffee and i also was laughing because dana and i have featured multiple different coffees and coffee charities and things but you know what can you ever have too much coffee no no so i love this and i have to tell you i have actually at least two more for future raves of coffee companies that are giving back right it's all about that and we have our friends at wise beans wise beans coffee no water how do you pronounce it no water, right. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So with a cup of Joe, you can really change the world. Apparently, you know? yes. <laughs> Which brings me to fighting hunger one cup at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Meet Lyon, nourish the neighborhood. Oh. Good food is the soul of our community. But unfortunately, for too long, many of our neighbors here at home have dealt with crippling food insecurity. After a year where we saw a pandemic drive rising unemployment rates, many people in our community are left not knowing where they'll find their next meal. 
but it's our belief that by coming together, we can help provide food for our neighbors in need. That's why we're honored to partner with Feeding America starting this summer to bring our community together to feed those in need. Now, I have left out the name of this company. It is called La Colombe. L-A, and then space C-O-L-O-M-B-E. I believe it's French. I'm okay. doing a horrible pronunciation. La Colombe. Um, and it's a small roaster. And they have a couple of locations. And ver- it's not a huge company. Right. Their coffee is so good. Okay? I've never had it. I had never even seen it before. And mm. the guy's like, oh, where do you live? I'm like, L-A. He goes, we have one in Silver Lake. I'm like, oh, I've never seen it. Wow. So when I was there getting a coffee, I noticed I love buying bags of coffee beans at a coffee shop when I'm traveling. And so they had so many that were appealing. But then this one really caught my eye because I saw like the special label about feeding America. And I'm like, not only will I be helping, but this will make a great rave. Yes. So it says we know that a cup of coffee can go a long way. That's why as we as part of our partnership with Feeding America, We'll be launching a special edition Leon blend. $2 of each special edition box sold will benefit uh, the mission to advance change in America by ensuring equitable access to nutritious food for all in partnership with food banks, policymakers, supporters, and the communities we serve. So my bag of coffee beans, I think, was $14, which is totally standard. I know some people are probably thinking, who the hell are you buying $14 coffee? That's pretty standard. Yeah, at least where we live. Yes, for any, like, even at Starbucks, if you get a pound of beans... 14 to 18 dollars a bag right yeah pretty standard so these are all roasted in small batches again their coffee is delish but two dollars from every one of this specific blend called nourish our neighborhood two dollars from each box sold goes to um feeding america with one in eight people expected to experience food insecurity this year the pandemic has impacted people at risk more than we could imagine Mm -hmm. but together and with the help of our friends at feeding america we can provide up to 20 meals per box sold for those in need in our community that's shocking and amazing yes And then I'll tell you quickly, it says about Feeding America for more than 40 years, our partners, Feeding America, have responded to the needs of individuals struggling with food insecurity in this country. They work to get nourishing food from farmers, manufacturers, and retailers to people in need. At the same time, they also seek to help the people we serve to build a better path to brighter, food-secure future. Their network includes over 200 food banks and 60,000 food pantries and meal programs. Feeding That's huge. Huge. Also, am I crazy? Is Feeding America what your friend Eric Stone Street did when he provided like thousands of meals? He he may have gone through them. I I think it was Feeding America. Yeah, during COVID, uh, like the peak of the pandemic last year eric did do that i think it was by the way just because he can he can be so lovely he's such a good-hearted man yeah i always joke i mean he's hard on me let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) but he's such a big-hearted man uh he's got a new show coming up for families that families might enjoy 
called the great fall or the great domino. Oh, the dominoes. The domino. And I've been lucky enough to see a few behind the scenes pictures. Ooh. And I'm telling you guys, it's going to be pretty magical. I'm going to watch it with my kid. I'm excited. Uh, you know, Henry is going to love it. And he's I think gonna he's going to set up a domino. And I'm all for it. I'm yes. ready. Yes, I'm ready. I anyway, sorry, awesome. I, I digress. But yes, no, I, no, do. No. I think he did use go through them to help I donate. I think he did. Yeah. But they work with, um, again, Feeding America. They're working with local organizations all over the country. It's fantastic. It says, by 2025, Feeding America, in collaboration with its network and partners, will ensure access to enough nutritious food for people struggling with hunger and make meaningful progress towards ending hunger. Wow. Head to our website for more information and keep your eyes peeled for more updates to come on our partnership with Feeding America. So I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I love that this is something that this is their special edition, but maybe they're going to have a new one every year. This is just going to be an ongoing Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. So we're really big on companies that give back, give back. anything. And yep. this is a fabulous cause. So yeah, because it's not not only are they giving back, they're also using their platform to help promote others yep. finding out and being educated and helping in their own ways. Like it's just there's a good trickle down that can happen with things like that. And I exactly. love exactly mm-hmm. me too, because you and I only have a small platform you and I don't have a lot of money, but we can share. Exactly. You know? And that's what I mean. We always talk about this and it's never, uh, I mean, I don't think we've ever done any shaming or no, uh, no. insisting on anything, but my point of this is, and I think Dana agrees, like we both definitely, if I'm whatever we're looking at, if you're out shopping for a product, if it can either be this a option a or this option b and option b is giving one dollar to the wildlife associate or whatever great done my decision's made right yeah so even if i'm not actively seeking it out i will tell you when i am in a store of any kind whether it's cvs or a little boutique i'm gonna be drawn to look for something that has that's either ethically made or is handmade and is local here in that town that I'm in or Absolutely. is giving back to something. It's, it's very important. And everybody totally. thinks, well, what is my or I can only give a dollar. And I've said this ad nauseum. If everyone in the world gave a dollar to mm-hmm. something when there's a tragedy, that would raise billions of dollars. Yeah. So yeah. even a dollar helps. Absolutely. So, just keep it in mind when you're out searching because there's so many cool companies giving back in many ways these days. Yep. And if we're going to have to consume, at least maybe we can give back a little. Exactly. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Little do people know that behind the scenes, we've been recording this show for 16 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Every time we're like, oh, we'll be, we'll come back on and we'll just wrap this up in five minutes. Dana and I end up recording ourselves talking for over an hour over an every hour. time. Yes, because I had to take a break to do therapy because I'm on the brink at all times. <laughs> no. No, I'm a big promoter of therapy, whether you're having good yes. times or bad. You got to get it in there, people. A hundred percent. It's not weakness. It's just taking care of yourself yes we've been talking about it a lot yep and it's so important yep yep 
And again, I thank you for sharing it. Seriously. I try to be as honest as I can without making people think, oh, my God, does she need to be institutionalized? Not yet, guys. Not yet. But I think it's important that we know everybody's lives isn't what we see on Instagram. No. You know, I love my planties. And I'm going to tell y'all, I shed some tears. I lost a couple babies. But I ain't posting it on Instagram. Nobody knows. <laughs> I like to end the show with a weekly point to ponder. We like to talk about the things we're watching or doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this week, what I really just want to leave you with is a few thoughts. Um, one, this is hard times, everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't don't beat up on yourself too much right now. We're all have we're not out of this pandemic yet. Right. We're not out of the sorrow it caused. We're not out of the fear. We're not out of we're not out of this. And there's a new variant out there coming back real strong. So we may have more lockdown in the future. We don't know. Here's what I want you to know. You're not crazy. It's hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's okay to open up about your emotions, even if that makes other people think you might be weak. It's okay. They're going to realize, oh, wait, I've got some things I need to share too. Yes. Um, so don't beat yourself up. Lean on your friends, even if it's just for giggles. It doesn't mean you have mm-hmm. to unload your whole life story on them. Just say, hey, I'm having a hard time. Can we giggle together for an hour? Yes. People are going to be there for you. Uh, enjoy those that you love. Mm-hmm. make memories any way that you can even when it's hard yeah. and appreciate that even when things are hard you guys we're so lucky to be alive yes there's so many people who don't have my working legs mm-hmm. my working eyes my working hands i will never lay back and not appreciate that because it wouldn't be fair And I hope that everyone else can find that strength within themselves and within those who love them as well. I don't feel sad, so don't get sad at the end of the show. (laughs) I don't know why I'm crying. I just want to remind you of the beauty of life and how much I appreciate you, Jessica. I know things have been hard for you, too. And you're such a bright light in this world. And we're all so grateful for you. And I also want to say, and this is going to make me sound super crazy, and this is the last thing I'll say before we go. If you have a pet, (laughs) give them an extra hug and evaluate them again, because I have been saying for three years that my poor Lucy dog is maybe a little dumb. And I have to tell you, (laughs) this trip proved to me, I have been saying since this trip, she was never born. She was dropped from heaven as an (laughs) angel. That dog has never been in a car except to go to the vet. She traveled all across the country. She was in homes like where there was so much noise and children. Mm -hmm. She lives here with me and Henry basically most of the time alone. Right. Um, My uncle's 93-year-old mother fell off a porch and my dad's ring video caught it on camera. My dog ran out there. I was reaching for her hand and I was kind of in shock and my dog kicked into action, checked on her, saw that she was okay and ran into the house to get other people. Oh. And it's all on video. And then watching her, my dad was unsteady because of his knee replacement, mm-hmm. watching her keep an eye on him. My father-in-law had has had a couple of strokes and has issues with balance and watched him like a hawk. My mother-in-law was sitting on the floor talking to me. My dog thought she was hurt and was barking at me to get her help. Like oh, she's wow. an angel. And yes. all these years I kept saying, our little Lucy, we love her so much, but she's just not that bright. 
You know who's the dummy, Jessica? Me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'll leave you guys with this week. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> you know what? It's almost like when you don't know. What is that? I mean, I botch a, a saying. You don't know what like, you don't know? Sure. Okay. <laughs> or it's like, you don't know how hot the water it is uh, until your tea boils. I don't know oh what the my. hell I'm trying to say. I don't know okay? that one, but it's a mouthful. But Lucy <laughs> got to lead a very charmed life. Yeah. She has a beautiful yard and she gets to relax on the back of the couch when you're sitting there working, yeah. doing whatever. So you didn't even know what she was capable of I until didn't. she was put in those situations is what I I'm had, trying to say. Yeah, I had no clue. And you know what? I think that that probably applies to all of us. I think we all yes. don't know exactly what we're capable of until we have to do it. So yep. maybe that's the thing to stick into your hat for the week and don't let yourself forget it. Totally. I don't want anybody to be pushed or tested, but you're strong. I know you are. We all are. We're okay. We are. We're maybe on the brink of crazy, but we're okay. <laughs> no. And I've told you this before and I mean it, Dana. I love you to pieces. Everyone that listens to this show loves you. And I appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability. That's I not think something it's... I used to have. That's something I've really worked on in the last five years. Yes. And well, I've grown to appreciate people. it. I, I think it's good. You mean the world to me. You always have. Same I'm lady. So lucky. And again, we'll just say, you listeners, man, I, we didn't speak specifically <sighs> to anything that happened over this time. But uh, some people of you reach sent out. messages. Some mm -hmm. of you sent gifts that were just like, I'm like, I don't even deserve this. Uh, and you make us feel... Like we're doing something, even though we kind of think we're just a couple of dodos with microphones. <laughs> you guys make us feel special and it's it yes. doesn't it doesn't go unnoticed and we appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Keep things coming in. I forgot at the top and I'm forgetting Let's again. I'm gonna tell now. you really quick. Please find us, like us, subscribe to us, review us, do whatever you want to do. Yep. But on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at the Rants and Raves podcast. You can email us directly at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com, at Twitter at raves underscore the, or go to the website www.therantsandravespodcast.com and hit the contact button. We appreciate you. Um, we already have an amazing lineup of rants and raves for our next episode. So guess what awesome. that means? We need even more, yep. please. I love it. And you guys, the personal touch, the story behind what your rant is, mm -hmm. I don't care how insignificant you think it is. It is not. And Dana nope. and I love reading the personal touch and affectations that you all put I, on your rants and raves. If you put how you feel with with punctuation, I will read it that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Jessica, you're the best. Oh, you're the best. We're going to be back next Tuesday with all new rants and raves, you guys. Indeedly. We love ya. We love ya. Have a good Bye. week. Bye. Bye-bye.